thing about getting old is oh god what your your bones ache no the worst part about getting old is you realize you, you start to realize as you age how much of a lie you told yourself as a kid you always think like i can't wait to get older i can't wait to you know have my own house and do my own things get away from my parents and shit when in reality more chores longer days more responsibilities more time taken away for whatever the fuck it is, you're like, oh, I think everything's going to be good. Never mind. Time to put sod in. Oh, I think everything's okay. Never mind. Time to get new fucking carpet. Fair enough. That That's exactly it. That's why you hire people to do your laundry. <laughs> it's easy as that. You know, <laughs> you, listeners, don't let, don't let Hunter trick you into believing that he hates his life. This is the richest man that yeah, I know hey, currently. The... the, the 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 world growing up is amazing. I'll tell you what. Don't I don't know what you're talking about, Chase. I fuck being a kid. It fucking sucks. You can't eat cookies when you want. I can eat cookies whenever I fucking feel like it. I'll, I'll tell you what. Prime real estate, prime age real estate, sixteen to twenty one. I would say thirty to fifty five. You haven't even experienced that though. So how do you know? It's know. no different than when you're a kid. What I'm just explaining. You think it's gonna get better? <laughs> I'm I'm killing it, my dude. I'm having a great time. Good. That's that's all. Twenty one was nothing but heartbreak, fucking hangovers, and depression. Now it's just cash money records and big booty bitches. Well, just one big. Yeah, I was gonna bitch. say just just the one. <laughs> Adrian is dead silent over here because he's still a child. Death. Death. I, I'm looking forward to it. Death. Wow. I am looking forward to death. Reincarnate me as an Indian prince. I'm ready. I think it'd be cool if I was going to be reincarnated. I think the coolest thing to be reincarnated as, like, you know, it has to be like physical or whatever. Yeah, like a human. I think it'd be a shark. A shark? I think it'd be cool to be a shark. Very cool. Fair enough. Just eating shit all the time. I mean, you still, you know, you still might get bit by other sharks, but you are fucking top of the food chain. You're roaming the oceans, just doing your shark thing. Being sharky. A giant squid would be pretty dope. Taking down a fucking whale. That'd be pretty crazy. Chase, why do you think witches are associated with brooms, and why are brooms associated with witches flying? How about I start off with this? Welcome back, Purgatory. I was just stuck in this Purgatory. No, fuck that. I'm Chase, and Adrian's jumping the gun. Do you really want a fucking five-minute intro? Yeah. I don't think the people want that. I don't know why you didn't introduce the episode with something more happy, because it's fucking Halloween. Halloween's not happy. What? It's full of fucking spooky dead people and scares and oh, haunted Halloween's mansions best. and shit. You tell me how many dead people actually happen. Oh my god. Oh okay. my yeah, god. you answered your own fucking question. Did oh anyone I I fuck the whole age introduction. Has anyone heard about this lady that came fuck out you. came out and uh told Iowan police that her father was a serial killer and he murdered over 70 wi- uh, women? During his lifetime, and she used to have to uh, 
Her and her sister were forced to take the dead bodies to a well, and uh, she just came forward. Her father passed away in 2013. She just came forward today, or not today, uh, a couple days ago, and uh, they took police uh, dog cadavers, and uh, the dogs alerted, and Mm. they're now searching to see how many women he actually murdered. Why did they wait till he died? That sounds kind of fucked up. No, she, so I was reading more on this. She actually alerted all of her elementary teachers about this. They didn't believe her. Alerted police officers. They didn't believe her. And uh, she just kept alerting adults, and they wouldn't believe this kid. That, oh, she, yeah, her dad's making her move dead corpse. Well, she, he's not lying. He's not lying. <laughs> That's really did. I'm really looking at that, this. It's, it's just, it's no different what uh, made me think of that was all these stories of folks who have like legitimately killed people around Halloween and use the dead bodies as Halloween decorations until like people walk by and like, wow, it is rancid over here. And they figure out there's actual dead bodies hanging from trees. It's not just decoration. Ed Ginn. Yeah. That's right. Just pretty gangster. Just making some fucking Just making waves yep. in the community. <laughs> there was that 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 Netflix show uh, Haunted that I always tell you guys to watch the like true story interviews and stuff. Yeah. And there was that that guy that lady who his dad was like a Satanist and he was murdering hookers and shit and then sacrificing them to the devil, basically. And he, she had to like help and watch him. So that's what this, this story reminds me of because it's legit. Yeah, they're, they're investigating it right now. It's wild. I don't bring facts just for fun. Just graved in my head. Oh, I just figured you like to talk. So. <laughs> well, I hope you guys have a good podcast. Well, I'm out of here. <laughs> Come back, Adrian. It's going to be a good podcast. It's spooky Halloween. It is. Halloween is literally tomorrow. Actually, it'll be today. When when the episode actually gets yeah, to listeners' Sunday ears, night. it will be Halloween day. Yeah, so technically it is today. today. Yeah. So technically, yeah. Spooky Happy Halloween, shit. motherfuckers. Send Happy us all your slutty uh, costumes. You know what, what else oh, it is? Oh, wow. Hunter's feeling a little spicy. Well, you know what I'd send you? Chase's body hanging from his porch. If you can get to me, oh, sure. I am two steps away. I have a weapon in hand. Oh, I'm He's really, really worried about your bottle opener. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you will be soon. That thing would suck. You should be worried about my giant fucking cock right now after going through welding class. <laughs> I'm not well, going to fucking. I'm not gonna weld your fucking eyelids together at the precise. <laughs> oh, at, a, at an eighth, eighth inch. A- eighth inch, yeah. Maybe. Yep. Okay, That's and then funny. I'll grind it down. Okay. Well, I'd, I'd love to see how you're going to do that with flesh, but. Um... And maybe I'd grind down. <laughs> Never mind. The warp gate. Good luck with that. I was racing. Grind down the micro peen. Was... <laughs> Get a hold of yourself, man. What's the skin area when you don't have a circumcision? <laughs> don't fucking the know. foreskin. Why would I want to know? Yeah, yeah, the foreskin. I'd grind down your foreskin. Oh, uh, you know what? You've never seen my cock, so I will. That's soon. a fair assumption. It's a fair assumption. What are we you talking look about like today? One of those Jesus, guys. Lord in heaven, these two. I look like one of those guys. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not Jewish. Okay. Hey, reel it back now. No anti-Semitism here in this podcast. It's true. It's not anti-Semitism. It's a fact. We're not Kanye West. We're better than that. Oh my God. Are we? I can't speak facts over here. Just I'm kidding. getting censored by no, my totally own kidding. podcasters. You haven't heard all the Kanye West shit. No, I oh fuck that guy. God. I don't give a rat's oh, ass about that though. dude. It's like big deal. This but, is what's wrong with society. People give in to that social media bullshit. I know, but it's kind of crazy. The dude one day was a billionaire, three billion dollars at his height, and now he's worth like forty million. He's just yeah, done because he's a psychopath. And the people that keep feeding into his bullshit, 
he's winning because he is of that. exposing Hollywood for the cesspool of of, of sexualization and uh, child sex trafficking. That's that fine, is, but just fucking good. ignore him. Yeah, but ignore you hear anybody. That shit. Ignore anybody like that. Any other celebrity, any other famous person. If you just ignore their shit, they'll go away. They will go away. But I mean, he's exposing some interesting things. Regardless, topics for another day. Spooky Halloween time. Spooky what are we Halloween doing time. today? What are we doing today? Well, I promised you guys at the very start of this month, we were going to tell you after we told you how to summon all these demons and spirits and shit that's going to fuck your life up. Now we're going to get to why you don't actually do this. The moment that everybody's waiting, been waiting for. And we're going to have a fun, happy, joyous, spooky Halloween. Woo! So... Who wants to start us off? Well, first, I want to go into some some facts. Chase, why Adrian. why do witches fly on brooms? No, oh, back to that. Um, they like the way it feels on their private parts. No, give me an actual assumption. Why why you believe? Why do they fly on brooms? Yes. Um, so when they land, they can clean. Fair enough. Why why do you think? Why is it associated with brooms? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Something, uh, something devil. Devil likes things with sticks and brooms. Palatio shaped. Yes. Well, the association between witches and brooms may have roots in a pagan fertility ritual in which rural farmers would leap and dance astrid poles, pitchforks, or brooms in the light of the full moon to encourage the growth of their crops. Oh, fun fact for you. <laughs> what crop? <laughs> Corn. <laughs> it's corn! No, we're not starting that. Honestly, no more corn. he's probably not wrong. No uh, more corn. Jack-o'-lanterns and the legend of the Stingy Jack. This is for Hunter, since he loves... Good old Sam. <laughs> yep. Sam Necromancy boy. Sam. Necromancy and Sam. since everyone's starting to be carving pumpkins, and Chase probably still hasn't carved a pumpkin yet. No. <laughs> I knew that was... No. Fuck I- pumpkins. An Irish myth about a man named Nick... <clears throat> A man nicknamed Stingy Jack is believed to have led to the tradition of carving scary faces into gourds. According to the legend, Jack tricks the devil into paying for his drink and then traps him in the form of a coin. The devil eventually takes revenge on Stingy Jack and ends up roaming earth for eternity without a place in heaven or hell. Jack does, however, have a lighted coal which he places inside a carved turnip, creating the original jack-o'-lantern. Wow. So, so do you, more. Do you find this off the back of a Laffy Taffy container or something? I, I thought you would like this. Oh, a couple he, facts. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, why Halloween is what it is today. Okay. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, <clears throat> Abraham Lincoln, since you like your history so much, and his ghost. For years, presidents, first ladies, guests, and members of the White House staff have claimed to either see Abraham Lincoln or felt his presence. Grace Coolidge, wife of Calvin Coolidge, the 30th president, was the first person to report having seen the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. She said he stood at a window of the Oval Office, hands clasped, behind his back, gazing out over the Potomac, perhaps still seeing the bloody battlefields beyond. Hmm. Um, I think that man was just so patriotic, he saw the manifestation of Abraham Lincoln. 
Abraham Lincoln, the Vampire Slayer. Since we're in the spook, horrible, spooky films, oh what, what's your guys' favorite Halloween movie? Just just to go for it, it could be. Like it has to be Halloween based. Yeah, or not like or something your scary. Movie. Something that you're like, it's Halloween season. I have to watch it. I'm gonna go basic ass white girl on this one. Nightmare that's Before it. Christmas. Oh, okay, oh my god, better. you that's would. Better. No, no, I thought you were gonna say Hocus Pocus, and then I. Oh fuck all no! I. No, I did watch Sheesh. Nightmare Before Christmas earlier, but I have a hard time with that movie because it's it's a dual movie. So I'm I I like to try and stick like strictly fucking Halloween. It's the Nightmare Before Christmas, Halloween no, Before Christmas, Christmas. It's that Tim been Burton Thanksgiving. Okay, okay. No, Tim Burton Close wasn't second. even in that. He didn't write it, do anything with it. He was just an executive producer. That's fine. It's Tim Burton. It. I don't give a fuck. It's not him at all. Though. You know what? I will say close second. Corpse Bride from Tim Burton. Yeah, now that's actually a Tim Burton. Film, You're just taking every one of my movies right now. That's a good one. Fuck you! I don't give a fuck. Okay, you Adrian. asked me first, bitch. Adrian, what's your what's your spooky? I was Halloween? gonna say Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> okay. You can't do that now, so so you can't do Corpse's Bride either. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. You slut. You slutty man. <laughs> wow, you can't think of one now. Uh, <clears throat> Out of all the scary movies you've do you seen, want, do you want me to come back to you? Well, well, one that always that I always just have to watch. That's yes. what's getting me. Uh, I I would go The Conjuring. And there's going to be a close tie here soon because I can't wait for the new movie. Oh, Which pray one? for the devil. Pray that for the devil. fucking good. We are all going. Chase is going to the movie theaters I on that one. I love movie theaters. And Make sure and bring, bring my prayers. <laughs> I will come. Uh, yeah, I'd come loaded. Lock and loaded, baby. Sheesh. You're the part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, protection. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, if Chase, that, baby. or if Chase pisses me off enough. <gasps> Fun time. <laughs> oh, he just threatened to kill you. Hey, wow. We spend you, too much time. How do you here. work with this man every day? Ah, uh, it's difficult. What what's yours, Hunter? Um, this should be no surprise. Uh Trick or Treat, baby. Fucking best Halloween movie ever. He is still haven't him. watched it. Still don't care. <laughs> <laughs> They're making a second one and I'm so excited. So uh, excited. You know what? Honestly, Beck and I watched the new monsters that came out. Oh, trash. You thought it was trash? Absolute garbage. I thought it was hilarious. I it was garbage. The the fact that Rob Zombie's wife like just is every role. Yes. Yeah. It was it was hilarious. She looks great. I mean, yeah. she looks great, but yeah, it was. I I was expecting a creepy twist on the monsters. It was just stupid. It was very cheaply animated. I'm not sorry, cheaply produced. It's it was Rob terrible. Zombie. What are you talking about? I know, about? but I wanted a fucking slasher like we we've seen. I, it's the I monsters. Wanted, I know, it's but not why is he doing it? It was just it was shit. It was garbage. And critics will agree it was shit. So this is the first time, Chase, you've you've gone against popular opinion. Well done. Wow. You're branching out on your movie mysteries. J- listeners, key on key in on this. If so- Hunter doesn't like something, he will fucking I will tell you dog on it. I will dog on it. Hey, no, I twins. really didn't like it. Yeah, I really converging, yeah, converging. Because fuck trick or treat. Sorry, buddy. I do love that movie. But I mean, a classic would be Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. How to. can you not? October first. So good. Pop it's that so little good. fucking mm-hmm. disc or whatever you're watching these days, VCR. It's so good. Now, what's your favorite what part watch? of ha- Halloween? Uh, the intro music song is obviously so good. So no, good. He, what's the, the physical festivity? What is your yeah, favorite oh, part about the physical oh, I'm sorry, the holiday? We're, we're moving past a nightmare. <laughs> uh, favorite part? Um, I used to like scaring kids, like sitting on the front porch and scaring the shit out of them. I just don't have a very good front porch for that this this time phase of my life. Use your yard. I could. I just a porch is good because you have to come into my domain. 
A yard's open space. If you come into my domain, I can really give you a good scare. You have a walkway to your door. That'd yeah. be perfect. Yeah. You could hide like behind the bush. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. You just dress up and like and get in a chair and you you don't move. That's what I want. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't move. Yeah. And right there, when they're walking up to your door, they see Dom. She's all happy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Boom! you're just there. Fuck your life. Big crazy white man. Bam. Here I am. Ah. Boom. At <laughs> Agent, what's yours? Uh, my favorite part about Halloween, it has to be just like the fall vibes, the the Halloween vibes. Like He's a pumpkin cool, spice guy. The, the cooler weather, all of that stuff. I love it. Hmm. He's all about the vibs. Uh, I don't have a favorite. I, you know, Halloween's A for me. What? Yeah. You love Halloween. No. I I'm, I don't hate it. Then I don't what's love your favorite it. holiday? He doesn't. He My honestly, Chase holiday? finds no yes. joy in life. Nothing you're, gives him joy. You you you're damn straight. You're yeah. damn skippy. <laughs> I pity you, my friend. I pity uh, you, fool. Christmas for sure. It's probably my favorite. And you call me a basic white bitch. Yeah. I hate Christmas, but I do love Thanksgiving because I love cooking. And Halloween is probably my favorite though. Oh, Fourth of July. Fourth of July is my favorite. Fucking uh, you're right. Two and out. Oh. You're right. I two. <laughs> score. Hey, we need to be careful with this one. Shit's yeah. getting weird right now. Okay. Enough of the holiday shit. I was just getting us in the vibes. I know. Yeah, we're talking about the Here's, fucking the real vibes. Is the spooks of Halloween? Spooky, okay. spooky. Okay, let's hear your story. No, I want to hear your story first. Okay. Actually, you know, I want to hear Hunter's stories first because Adrian's I mean, I got, been talking a lot. I got a lot of them. All right. I mean, I just picked, one. I picked a more local one that's not too long. Just pick but one. Kind of fun. Yeah. We'll, we'll just go in turns. One, one, right. one, 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 okay. one, one. Yeah. We'll two. just until we feel satisfied. All right. Once we. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm ad libbing everything today. So <laughs> wild. I'm sorry. Can't, I'm maybe not sorry. I don't know. We'll find out. Can't wait to see how this turns out. Uh, I got kind of a local story here, and I thought it'd be fun because maybe you guys would learn a thing or two. Not not too much facts, but uh, my story is about the Tommyknockers. Kinky. And if you I don't like know, me some knockers. T- yeah, you do. Tommyknockers are is a brewery, very famous brewery in Colorado. And I come to find out recently, I didn't realize, but uh, Tommyknockers are the spirits of departed miners who help the miners find ores. Or do they knock on the walls in the cave? Yeah, apparently they knock around and they kind of lead you to places. They could also be associated with dark elves, as we've talked about in previous gnomes. episodes. They could be gnomes, yep. But they're uh, they're sprightly little dudes. So let's get into a story about Tommy Knockers. Y'all ready? I'm ready for this. Ready, Adrian? Bump, 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 bump. All I'm thinking about right now is our 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 nut tap sack video or picture or idea. What is it? What's it called? Sack taps? Sack naps? Nappy sacks? I, I don't even remember. Don't Nappy remember. sacks sound good. Oh my god! <laughs> two, two nuts, oh two nuts in a hammock. Have yeah. you guys seen the new underwear? No. That they're selling to men. Is it our? Is it our idea? It, it, it's a. It's a holder for your balls. It's like a push-up bra for your balls. So <gasps> they hold idea. up your balls. So when you walk around, they like it pops out. Yeah. And you're. Like in front of your crotch. Oh, for like a baseball shorts? Like, no, uh, like for anything, for like gray shorts? sweats. So like the oh, big thing hell is hell yeah. men wear gray sweats, their cock looks fucking bigger. So now you wear gray sweats, and if you don't have a big sack that bulges out, you could buy these underwear that pushes them up. So Well, that won't work for me and Chase because we're the two-inch gang. So Well, Chase so. got about 12 inches of cock size this week. A two-inch two gang, baby. <laughs> and he's forklift certified. <laughs> I am, baby. <laughs> I am. What are you guys I doing? I truly am. <laughs> Side quest. Side quest. <laughs> Fuck the main story. That's lame. Y'all. It's for losers. Y'all. It's all about the Y'all need to quest. get new jobs. You're I, wild. <laughs> I got to get those credits. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You never know. I might get a new mount. <laughs> I got a... <laughs> 
I got a new skin achieved. It's yeah. called Welder. <laughs> Choose your fighter. Burnt Mexican. <laughs> with the side of it's, I think it's crispy. Crispy. Can with I the side of maize. With, with maize. Side, <laughs> side of tahini. Okay, let's get into your story. Can My I bad. talk about some Tommy Knockers? God damn it. As long as there's titties in there, yes. I'll throw some in there. Maybe I should ad lib parts of it. We'll, let's see. <laughs> We were supposed to get inebriated for this. Are you guys inebriated? No, you're not. I'm the only one who's intoxicated. I'm high on life right now. I'm I'm a high on fucking <laughs> me- metallic on, fumes. Yeah, you're high on metal fumes. <laughs> yeah. It's going to give you problems later in your life. <laughs> yeah, I've been <laughs> blowing out my nose black shit. <laughs> wow. Well, that's strange. Tommy well, knockers. That's strange. Tommy knockers. Okay. Tommy knockers, as you, as you so know, are the spirits of departed miners that help miners find ore. They, are, they also knock on the walls of the mines right before a cave-in, warning you like a fucking canary. When you hear Tommy Knocker a-knocking, it's best to depart the area right quick. They have saved the lives of many miners who have been in danger. Some folks say that they are the very first man to hear the sound is Jinx, and that is not always the case. Wow, great hook. I did not write this. It's important to stay on the good side of the Tommy Knockers. Many miners leave a bit of their lunch for the spirits, and to please them, they fashion the little clay figures of their spirits. The Tommy Knockers can be spiteful creatures if you th- they don't like you. One unlucky miner named Eddie became a target of the Tommy Knockers. They drove him crazy, pelting him with stones, stealing his tools, and blowing out his lantern. He couldn't find out why the Tommy Knockers had singled him out, until one day. He'd avert a voice a calling from the darkness, opening near a shaft. Eddie, I want you five dollars, the Tommyknocker said. That's not how a Tommyknocker would sound. Let me repeat that. Uh, Oi. <laughs> I'm trying to do Australian. like Gimli. I'm trying to like Oi. do Gimli from like Lord of the Rings, but it'd be more like a, Eddie, I want you five dollars, the Tommyknocker said. Is that about right? That sounds mischievous and little. <laughs> In Australian. Fun fact. <laughs> did not know this. Uh, uh, Hasbula is a... Tommy Knocker. Oh, okay. Just kidding. Nobody? Nobody? I don't know. You don't even know who Hasbula no. is. What? Wow. You don't oh, know the that Russian? Little, that, yeah. little, I, that dude annoys the shit out of me. He's another one you need to ignore. Oh, my God. Find joy, Chase. That's my new tag for you. Find joy. Eddie was so startled, <laughs> he dropped his tools all over the ground. The voice star sounded just like one of his old friends, Joe. Oh, my God. That's how Joe sounds? <laughs> who had died in a cave-in a few months back. Eddie had borrowed $5 from Joe and never returned it. Eddie went into the shaft, and sure enough, there was Joe's ghost, struck to the size, or excuse me, shrunk to the size of a two-foot dwarf with a big, ugly head, large ears, and a crooked nose. He wore a peaked hat, a leather jacket, and water-soaked leather boots. The Tommyknocker was not pleased to see Eddie. Give me my four dollars, Eddie! The ghost of his old friend demanded. Eddie, how does a minor sound? How's a, how do you how do you impity a, how do you embody a minor? Honor, what are you doing down in these mine shafts? <coughs> <laughs> I don't have any money on me, Joe. That's how I imagine. It. Right? Thank you, Adrian. Eddie said, patting his pockets for emphasis. Oh, I've heard that before. <laughs> said Tommy Knocker dryly. I didn't believe it then. I don't believe it now. The Tommy Knocker disappeared into thin air, leaving an uneasy Eddie to wonder what the ghost would do next. He soon found out. What do you know, boys? He gave him five dollars. Five dollars. End of story. All day long, Eddie was plagued by the Tommy Knocker. His ladder was shaken so hard that he almost fell. 
the loud tapping noise of an invisible drill nearly driving him mad. He just missed being buried by a rockfall, and through it all, Joey's vo- Joe's voice would haunt him. Give me my five dollars, Eddie! <laughs> tree fitty! Woman, don't you give that Loch Ness monster no tree fitty? <laughs> okay, here's the exciting conclusion to my story. <laughs> all right, Jerry, I'll give it to you. Eddie finally yelled into the mouth of the tunnel where his friend had appeared. <laughs> I'll get you your five bloody dollars. Why did I go Australian? I don't know. I can't do it, boys. I can't do it. All I think about is I'm thinking of is, is Joe. Abandoning his work for the day, Eddie made the long climb to the surface and took five silver dollars from the money box he kept under a loose board in his bedroom. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Then he climbed back into the mine and snuck the five dollars into a crack in the wall next to the place Joe's spirit appeared to him. There's five dollars, Joe. I'm just, we're, he's a different man every time. Eddie <laughs> shouted, his voice echoing oddly in the dark tunnel. <laughs> it's about bloody time, Joe said. I can do that one. Appearing next to him, peering critically into the crack where the money lay. <laughs> Are you going to leave me now? Eddie asked. The Tommy Knocker grinned impressively at Eddie. Maybe, he said. He scooped up the five silver dollars and disappeared in the dark. Spooky ghost story. (laughs) (laughs) And then five five days later, Eddie died of cancer. (laughs) Spooky ghost story. Spooky ghost. Was Eddie the ghost the whole time? (laughs) You'll never know. Oh, my God. That would have been a hook line. I should have said that. He was the Tommy Knocker. (laughs) Could that just be the story? (laughs) The story story. title? Yeah. Well, are you guys ready to hear about The Walking Dead? Uh, as long as not the TV show, sure. Can I crack jokes at it? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. First thing off, the website I found this on, <laughs> the first ad that pops up, meet the TikTok <laughs> TikToker who makes videos with her f- frat bo- bro ghost friend, Chad. <laughs> Fucking Chads, man. <laughs> Fucking Giga Chad over here. Fucking Chads. <laughs> what would you do, Chase, if the ghost that was haunting your house was a frat bro named Chad. I, it explains everything. I'd be like, oh, no shit, you're fucking here, douchebag. Get the fuck out of my house. What do you need, a keg stand? Fuck off. Okay, The Walking Dead. So, do not make this sexual. I swear to God, if you make me fucking you're right, laugh. Though. You're right, No sexualness. On- if okay. you make me laugh on this and we can't contain ourselves like the Krampus episode, <laughs> it's over. If you haven't, guys, this is your day, This is your, your episode reminder every, every week. Go listen to the Krampus episode. It's fucking hilarious. I'm a psychiatric nurse, and early in my career, I worked at a residential mental health facility. One of our residents was an elective mute, which means that he didn't, wouldn't, couldn't talk, but there was no medical reason as to why. He had spoken earlier in his life, and in fact seemed quite normal back then, with the exception of being close to seven feet tall. Is this David? He'd been raised in deep in the deep south and joined the military when he was 19. But one night, he vanished. He was declared AWOL. And eventually, he was declared missing and dead. Oh. Ten years later, a seven-foot-tall man walked into a VA hospital emergency room in part of the Midwest and said to the receptionist, My name is Marion Duchesne, and I've been dead for 10 years. Those were the last words he ever spoke. 
He was covered with dust. He was wearing the same clothes he'd been reported to be wearing the night he vanished. His social security number had not been used, and he had no identification on his person. However, they were able to identify him, I guess via fingerprints. The family was notified, but they said they had already grieved their lost man that whomever was claiming to be him simply could not be. They demanded not to be contacted again. That's kind of fucked up. If I came back from the dead and not a single family member was like, I need to check this out just to see. No, you don't give a fuck. Just sigh another motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. Silence. You done. You done your your job. Peace be with you. Peace Um. be with you. Marion paced all day, every day, moving his mouth that looked like talking or muttering, but no sound came out. He had an unnerving habit of throwing his head back with his mouth wide open as if he was laughing heartedly, but not even a breath could be heard. If I talked to him, he appeared to listen, periodically throwing his head back in that laughing, mimicking way of his. Various medications were tried, but they did not affect him, either positively or negatively. Occupational therapy therapy did nothing because Marion would just grin and unless told to stay put, he'd get up and start pacing again. On my last day at that job, the last thing I saw was Marion pacing in the parking lot, throwing his head back to laugh. Later I wondered if all along I'd been dealing with a ghost. All these years later, I still don't know. Well, he he did his job. He didn't do anything sexual. He did not. Just wait till my next one. (laughs) As long as the story is sexual? Sure. Maybe I can find. Maybe I should Google that scary sexual ghost story. Uh, we already heard that from the other one. That <laughs> do we really want to get in that fucking loophole? I'm fucking doing it. This man hyped the author up so much. These are amazing. These are so good. And then I could feel the ghost creeping up my thigh, and I could just feel the alien wrapping around it. Ah, <gasps> uh, yeah. Chase, your turn. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be. I'm taking a long drink from this fucking alcoholic <laughs> beverage right now. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking up a good while well, while you're doing that. Texas couple says home is haunted by sexual ghosts. That's the story I need to talk about. Oh my gosh! Uh, All right, boys, let's see if uh, the old Chase Meister can pull this off. I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you sit back with your nice cup of hot cider. And your spooktastic uh, reading glasses on this one. John Doe by the one and only C.H. Michaels. That's going to be my title. That's going to be my that, author name. Is that your, is that your author name? C.H. Or C.K. Michaels. Calvin Steele. Uh, Cal, that would be, no, that's, that's reserved for later. Okay. So, starting the story off. There's a man. His name, ironically, is John Doe. He's a simple man. He doesn't need much, he doesn't require much, and he lives life ordinarily. He goes to work, he goes home, he eats, he shits, he sleeps. He wakes up, he does it again. It doesn't take much to entertain John Doe. After all, he's simply just an accountant at a firm. So, on his days off, what he likes to do is read. Now, you're wondering, 
What the fuck does he read? It's not, it's not important what he reads. What does John Doe read? Because he is a simple, simple man. He doesn't require much. Now, there is one odd flaw to Mr. John Doe. He has the wildest dreams. He can't sleep at night. He doesn't know how to interpret these dreams. But they still come every night. At first, it started off simply of his childhood. Frolicking around on the playground... Swinging on the swing sets, talking to little Lucy in elementary school. But the more and more he becomes aware of these dreams, the more and more vivid they get, the crazier they get. And as the experiences of life come through, <laughs> why are you laughing, Hunter? I can't look at you. I'm, just, I'm trying to listen. <laughs> but as he gets older and he becomes more aware of these dreams, they start to take a dark turn. He wonders, is this all there is to life? Working every day? Coming home to nothing? Am I just like my parents? Am I just going to continue to live and exist and be a part of the machine? One day, on his way, from ho- way home from work, he opens up his mailbox, and to his surprise, he sees a letter there. One piece of letter outside of the ordinary two or three pieces he gets a week. And it simply says, you are invited in red foil. Now, this is an odd thing. There's no information on this. He can't, he doesn't know where this has come from. This is above and beyond his every day is the same lifestyle. So he doesn't think much of it. Throws in the trash. He moves on with his life. Another day passes, goes to work, comes home, has a nice little, uh, I don't know, meat pie. We're going to say it's a meat pie for dinner. Because I hate meat pies. So he's going to have a nice meat pie because he's an ordinary man. And he goes to look in his mailbox. And to his surprise, there's another letter in there. It says, you're invited in red foil. Okay. So he's thinking to himself, I threw this away in the trash. It's not there in the trash anymore. And there's another letter in the mailbox. Things are starting to get a little weird for Mr. John Doe. Did he throw the trash away? No, he did not throw the trash. Was it away. Tuesday when the trash was picked up? No, there, no trash has been thrown away. It is literally the next day he got this other invited, your invited piece of mail. Okay. Cool. Very frustrated at this, he throws in the trash again. Trash day has not come. <laughs> trash day is still a ways away. Hunter and Adrian, you fuckers. And he goes on about his life. But he starts to question. Well, that's strange. So he goes to so he goes to bed and he goes to work. And on his way home, he picks up the mail. Once again, a letter in the mail that says, You're invited in red foil. Now this starts the way on, on John's mind. He's thinking, How can this be? Who's sending this? What is this about? Days and days go on where he continues to throw it in the trash and it reappears in the mail. He starts to go a little insane. He decides that he needs to go to therapy. He's starting to drink. He can't sleep. His dreams are getting more and more wild and vivid. Finally, after a month of this goes on, he says out loud, I accept. Nothing happens. Nothing shows up on the letter. No one appears. So, frustrated, he goes to sleep. Now, this was a very special night. After he accepted this invitation of the universe, his dreams took an interesting change. 
all of a sudden, he fell asleep. But he wasn't sure if he was asleep, because he appeared in front of a long brick road with a dark metal gate. As he looks around, he starts to observe his surroundings more and more. <laughs> Until suddenly, a little boy shows up in front of him. Hi. He didn't hear a footstep. He didn't hear any motion. The gate didn't open or anything. And the little boy appears. And the little boy simply says, come with me. So, unwillingly, John has to follow. The little boy starts to take him down this long, windy road. At first, it seemed very dark, very drab. The trees were dead. It was very ominous. It was gray and misty. But as he started to approach, he could see something in the distance. It was a very large castle-like building. He continues to approach this building with this little boy. And the scenery starts to change. It starts to get more vibrant. Growth is happening. It was like almost if winter was turning into spring. Spring into summer. And then summer back into autumn. Finally, he approaches this castle. And as he goes to knock on the door, someone opens before he can knock. And they say, welcome, John. So he says to this unknown stranger, how do you know my name? And they said, well, that's of little importance now, isn't it, John? Right there on your name tag. <laughs> Didn't the little boy provide you a visitor tag? <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot about that. Well, he felt this overwhelming sense and force pushing him into this building. He had no chance to leave. There was no escape. He was entering this building. The unknown figure says, You're late for dinner, John. Well, it seemed like it would have been a long journey from the, the entrance to this castle. And he actually was feeling very hungry. He's trying to figure out his surroundings. He's trying to figure out where he is because this is all unknown to him. Again, he's a very ordinary man. His life is very simple. He wakes up. He goes to work. He eats. He, sleep, he shits. He sleeps. So he's wondering. He's still thinking, why was I invited? What am I invited to? He starts to enter this grand room. There's a feast laid on the table, and there's no one sitting in the chairs. This unknown individual sits him down at the head of the table. In front of him lays this full display of delicious fried turkey and roasted pig. Meat pies? Meat pies, because he loves fucking meat pies so much. He loves to fuck meat pies? Hey, side question. He loves... <laughs> no, fucker. <laughs> That's what you said. What if... Is anyone... You guys had meat pies? When the fuck has anyone ever had a meat I've pie? I've never had a meat I've pie. I've never had a meat pie. Never had a meat pie. It just came to my brain. Okay, okay I'm out of the picture. I'm out of the picture. John Doe likes meat pies. The unknown figure, after sitting John down, says, the other guests will be here in a minute. Well, that unknown figure leaves, and John sits there, and time passes. He can hear it clicking, like a tick-tock. From an old clock. Time begin, begins to pass. It continues. And although John does not know what time it is. He continues to hear the clicking. After a while the ticking drones on. And st it starts to drive John mad. He's wondering. Again why am I here? Why was I invited? No one is showing up. Who are these people? And then suddenly the room goes black. In the darkness. Almost like a tunnel. There is a very bright white light at the end now at this rate john is absolutely 100 percent confused everything that he believes to exist is gone no one is around no one is there to help him he feels empty but he feels compelled to 
to walk toward this light. As John starts to move to this white light, he starts to feel some pressure on his body. It's almost like as if it's holding him back, like it doesn't want to reach that light. But he trudges forward. As he continues to go, all of a sudden he starts to feel hands touching his body. Now he starts hearing whispers, but he can't make out what those whispers are. He continues to trudge forward. As he continues to go, now the ground feels like it's dragging him down like quicksand. But he knows, he just has this feeling in his heart that he has to continue to trudge forward. The bright light gets closer and closer and closer. And eventually, after his exhaustion from fighting back, all these forces pulling him away, he finally gets there. What he sees at the end of this white light is himself, his physical self, in a very white room on a bed. He recognizes family members' faces all around his bed. And he notices something very strange about their faces. They're all contorted and distorted. And you can see the look of sadness in their face. He continues to view on as people pass in and out of his room. And eventually, he hears a faint but steady tone. He then realizes that he is staring at his dead body in the hospital. He was dead all along? No, it was his invitation for death. Oh. So he accepted the death invite? Yes. That's what killed him? Yes. That actually, uh, that would suck dick. Because I'm a naturally curious person. Sure, I'd, would you invite me to? Like that one time golfing, when that random number texted me for a party. And I'm like, what kind of party? <laughs> pineapple party? <laughs> They're like, what's a pineapple? <laughs> Good story, Chase. Good story. There you go. Ad lib. That was fun. Chase goes original. Fuck you guys. I tried. <laughs> I didn't want to look at you and laugh because it wasn't what you were saying. It was just how you were saying it. I just was waiting for some quirky ass shit. If I would have wrote it down, it would have been much more fluid and better. But no, no. I just thought I'm you gonna edit this. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious. That was good. That was real good. All right, Adrian, you got another one for us? Sure. Adelaide's Cemetery, written by Lucy Joyce. Death was accompanied by the patter of nurses' rubber-soled shoes marching briskly along linoleum floors, the smell of antiseptic solution, a gurney wheel in need of oil, squeaking as another patient was rushed path. Starchy, white sheets and the sharp and angular shapes of nurses' headdresses. My body revolted against the crisp order and violent expulsions of browns, greens, and yellows against the bleached hospital whites. Veins stood out of my small, pale neck and spittle flew from my mouth as I screamed. Oh my god, dude. The cool bedsheets, tucked with neat and stern hospital corners, were twisted into anger. Damp knots against my withering body. I am ordinarily a neat and demure person, so you can imagine my cringing and horror at this loud, violent, and messy departure. I shudder when my mind invariably drifts to remember it, 
I am happily brought back to the present by the distant iron clang of the cemetery gate. There is a reassuring and settled sameness about death, a contentment, cool, mossy, and stone-strewn, calm and painless. Life was harder, stressful. My father worked long days in crumbling mining tunnels cut deep into the earth. He would return with his face etched deeply with cool dust collapsing into wheezing snores on the small hard bed. I remember, too, my mother's mouth, tight-lipped with constant worry and concealing two chipped front teeth. I remember my baby brother screaming with hunger and cold. The frigid earth was chipped open by large-shouldered men with axes and spades when that brother died before the spring melt. Of course, there were some joyous moments, things I recollect with nostalgia. There is one thing I remember with a thrill of excitement. Elise Aldridge and I, on that summer morning, the air was already thick, humid, and buzzing with crickets as we ran to the creek. It was my favorite place in the summer, this particular spot where water gathered, cooled, and shaded in a gurgling pool of deep stone. That day, for the first time, we swam naked. Anything, Chase? Nothing yet? No, it, it, honestly, it sounds like this dude <clears throat> was given an English assignment, and the teacher was like, you need 500 words. Fill it up. Adjectives. Adjectives. Our girlish squeals were loud. We were exhilarated with the naughtiness of it. With thrilling... <laughs> naughty, naughty. <laughs> and mortifying possibility that someone might appear suddenly and see us when we got out to dress on the warm rocks i turned to watch as <laughs> oh horse cock oh shit as she emerged separatine and lithe from the water beautiful was the thought that had arrived unbidden but suddenly completely obvious into my mind we were no longer squealing or giggling droplets slid over her small round breast Adrian found the sexual one. You didn't even have to look. Who, you should have known better. Who describes breasts as round? <laughs> round breast. Obtuse. Very round. <laughs> not obtuse, not irregular, but round. Her nipples were nut brown. <laughs> nut brown. Wow, she's very descriptive. And punched tightly and sharply into... <laughs> my bad. And sharply from the cold water. water from a terrifying... An intoxicated moment. I imaged licking off the sliding droplets which rolled over her honey-colored skin. <laughs> you just found it sexy. You just found softcore porn. Continue, please. Continue. Hunters, I'm visibly hard. <laughs> Shit. She watched me. Watching her, her wet, dark eyelashes framed bold and knowing green eyes like a bewitching goddess. It's difficult now to ascertain to what extent Elise Eldridge knew about my sudden and sincere desire to lick her beautiful young breast because we both... <laughs> Good old chicken breast. Gotta Is this lick even a Halloween spooky story? Oh, it's going to get there, baby. Because we both contracted cholera in the following days. She lived, but I died. I waited, aching, but Alice didn't arrive at Highgate Cemetery. 
for another 60 years. As with all others, a pile of earth was disgorged for her in dark and damp clods, worms struggling wetly in the too bright air. Her body was wrinkled and thin, but those sluttery green eyes had never dimmed. She had married a man, liar, I thought, and had five children. I spent those first decades in hope, but she did not remain after death in a ghostly form as I had. I remained alone. Sometimes I traced the name I had in life, Adeline Quayle, 1898-1913, with a finger as translucent and light as a whisper. This simple summary of myself is etched in modest stone, now coated with moss. These days, my existence is mainly devoted to observing the predictable contours of the season. I sit for weeks on the shoulder of a stone angel to watch the snow gradually recede from sun-filled bellies. I observe the daisies, irrepressible, forcing their way through the frigid ground to greet the spring sun. I lie across the cracked stone of my grave and watch as raindrops hurtle towards the ground from tempestuous autumnal falls. I am contained here by unknowable forces to the cemetery and the surrounding forest. I have little influence on the world around me, except maybe a slight parting of the wind as it moves around me. I am impervious to dirt and mud, invisible even after bathing in the stagnant September moss swamps or lying across summer baked dirt roads. On swirling, freezing winter mornings, my bare feet leave barely perceptible prints as I wander across the lightest drifts. I am unnoticed but all, but the lightest and most alert insects and birds, which I can occasionally convince to briefly perch my insubstantial form. I spent some time in the warmer months accompanying tour groups and motley children on school ex excursions. Modern people turn to burn their bodies, a morbid practice in my opinion, but it has the positive effect of converting Hillgate Hill Cemetery into more of a museum than an active cemetery. This is a relief to me. Although I am without a body, I am not without feelings, and I used to find the wailing of grieving widows and the cries of children at the graves of recently dead loved ones very distressing. I would stand with them as they cried, wearing an invisible expression of sober and respectful grief. Now instead, I join the children as they crowd around information boards about local history or in front of the graves and mausoleums. On one information board entitled Coal Creek Settlement, 1890-1957, there's a photo of some children from my schoolhouse, taken two years before I started there myself. They see us, but they don't really see us, these children of the present day. I've watched mere inches from their faces as they observe my contemporaries. I can sense that understanding is lost somewhere in colorness of the black and white image, or in our straight faces. Smiling wasn't in vogue in photographs at the time, or just by virtue of the clothing, which seems strange and old-fashioned to them. 
We're not so different, you know, I explain, although they don't hear me. The tour guide does nothing to help. My grave, for example, is used to describe the cholera epidemic which gripped the valley in the early 20th century. It was allegedly caused by the town's water supply running through the corpse of men crushed in the mining disaster, not a fact that I revealed in finding about. Well, there's more to know about me than that, I said irritably, but this woman was born in 1981, so I can't blame her for knowing very little about history. There is a fear tree near my grave which outdates this alleged expert of the past by two decades. She tells the children about my tragic death. At only 15 years of age, the death of mine, she points out, was one year before the outbreak of the Great War. This provides a convenient seg to shepherd the trotting children to the next day of graves. Some days I find it insulting that my death is used as merely a pivoting point towards more important and famous deaths, but perhaps I'm being overly sensitive. I continued to wait. The wait for her was torturous. I distractly observed yellow leaves fluttering to the ground from the oak trees on the hill. Finally, the light started to ebb from the afternoon, turning the sky into dusty gray. I heard her approaching and stood at the gate's entrance, willing my nervous mouth, the contours of which I hoped were now at least visible, into a smile of greeting. At first, I thought my plan had failed. They were only a few steps away and continuing, unconsideringly. Suddenly, though, the dog stopped, eyes fixed on my face, and uttered a low growl. The girl, confused and worried, stopped as well. She looked at the dog and followed its gaze to the space where I stood in front of them. My smile widened. I was exhilarated by my scheme, ready for the first time in over a century to be seen. My Alice stumbled backwards, her eyes wide and a scream beginning in her throat. There was a perfect moment before she ran where we looked each other our eyes sad it's crazy rest in peace that you never know what the ghost feels yeah wish there was more sex in that story no just nipples <laughs> just lick got really hard. excited wet nipples brown really nut excited. nipples <laughs> <laughs> and honey honey uh, flavored skin <laughs> well honey's an interesting color to describe a skin but alright alright let's hear it Hunter all right, my story is especially as a spooky because it's a true story. And this sounds like this should be from Florida, but it's from Texas. The title is, Texas couple insists that their home is haunted by a sexual ghost. Is this a story or a news article? You'll find out. It's a news article. Yes. It's Casper, the horny ghost. A Texas couple claimed their house is haunted by erotic ghosts who like to talk dirty. <laughs> yeah, that's my kind of ghost. Sexual! Linda said, told WFFA of the supposed ghost tendencies. There's no other way to put it. Hill said she and her husband started renting out their property on Denton Street in Gainesville several years ago and initially had a hard time believing rumors that it was haunted. That is until one apparent ghost made a move on her. Oh, kinky. <laughs> is this Chase the Ghost? Chase the Spooky You'll find ghost. out in about, I don't know how many years. <laughs> Hill said she was taking a shower at the home when she claimed she saw and heard a dark figure on the other side of the curtain say to her, Good looking, looking good. 
Can you believe that? That's an old time ghost. She's good, good looking. (laughs) She says she thought it was her husband, but he walked through the door moments later asking whom she'd been talking to. And it was like, oh my God, it is really haunted. And horny. Are you sure that it's it's like not just some creeper peeping Tom? Is this this, uh, Craig's mom's bush? Could be. Okay. She took a picture. Because she was so concerned. She's like, what in the actual fuck is going on? There's a picture of her bathroom. Spooky ghost. That's gross. Spooky I'm ghost. sorry for their bathroom. <laughs> Spooky ghost. Hill said the house, which was built in 1840s, is rumored to be a former brothel, which is why she believes the spirits are inclined that way. Sexual whore ghosts. A whorey ghost. Whorey. <laughs> the couple has even before... <laughs> the couple... Has even had paranormal enthusiasts visit the home armed with electronic voice phenomenon equipment. And Hill claims they've also heard the horny ghosts being suggestive. Have they heard them flapping off like, stop it, spooky ghost? Oh, here's another one. Here you go. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Yeah. Hill claims one apparent ghost said. Another possibly said, yeah, I like it like that. <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is real. This is what they're saying. The home is one of the several in the area that the couple said that they had bought several years ago to rent out. Hill said the Denton Street home is the only one of their properties that couldn't keep the same tenant for longer than six months at a time because of horny ghosts. I, I, I'd be my paradise. Are you kidding me? Would it be? Uh, hold on. What if it's a male ghost looking at you? Oh, fuck. I don't care. It's a ghost. What are they going to do? <laughs> They're going to fap off with you every night? Sure. It'd Company. be real annoying, though. Every Company. every time you're trying to fall asleep, they're like, good looking, good, good looking. Shut up. Oh, baby, oh, baby. Two-inch gang, gang, gang. Just imagine how good I'll look when I'm asleep, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it gets real naughty. She claims they started asking questions after 10 tenants have moved out in less than two years. That's not good. And one of them alleged the home was haunted. You need a better lease agreement. That's my suggestion. Mm-hmm. Just put. <laughs> the couple say they eventually gave up renting the home to live in tenants and now save it for those who want to investigate parental activity. We have to go because we can rent this place out. How much? I don't know, but I need to find it. Find it. <clears throat> I'm down. I'd take a Ouija board there. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Just leave the spirits there. Man, sorry for whoever lives in that home. I'm looking it up. Okay. Um, you know, honestly, it sounds from these stories we've told today, <clears throat> maybe you should summon ghosts. <laughs> maybe they're sad, lonely, and horny. <laughs> I think so. Hmm, I don't know how we're going to get into this place, but we will. And you, 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 you best know we'll be looking. I don't know if I have the address. It literally said Denton Street. Did it actually give, like, legit? I don't know. Well, I mean, there's a lot stay of Denton spooky. Streets. And no, we gave you a year worth of podcast. Hell yeah, brother. It's a is one year. It? Is that is this seriously it? Can you believe how quick that shit went? No. It was like one day I just woke up and we're like, oh, wow, we're at 40 some odd episodes. 52. Yeah. Well, I know we're at 52 now. I'm just saying <laughs> in previous time, like c- months ago. I can believe it because we were like at the tail end of COVID. So we were kind of like time was just flying by, you know, so it kind of just felt like a blur. Now, yeah. Yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. I can believe it. It's kind of crazy. Honestly, I didn't. I, I was thinking of like rainbows and confetti cannons going off, and it's just like, yeah. oh, one year. One year. 
One we, year, one year down, and one year gone. Just we have like, some things to remember. Yeah. You know, Krampus episode is always one. Yes. Hotel yes. Colorado, one of our first researched episodes. That was fun. The thing I remember the most is how shitty we sounded at the very beginning. Like so I almost at some point when we get far enough in, we're going to just delete those ones. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And no, it, no one needs to listen to those no. ones. No, or we didn't need to redo them because there's some good topics in there. But I love that we had to redo our very first episode like three times. Yes, five times. Yeah. Well, we had some spooky shit happen when we were doing it. Well, yeah, and then you know just shit. Bad microphones, Schwan. nervousness. We'll never forget about you, Schwan. Schwan, Schwan the OG. Schwan. Since I can't bring you up anymore. Yep, no yes. more. Jedi Joe, the homie. Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. Oscar, yep. Yep. Uh, Minder. Minder, Melinda. Yep. Anthony, you yep. can't forget yep. it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Anthony loves- Our good buddy, Will Bruce. <laughs> Will Bruce. Will Bruce. We've had some- J. Allen Cross. J. Allen Cross. Even though the fucking hooker lady took you. My bad. Uh- Oh, play the bunny, the house, the yeah. house bunny. Oh the man, that was house fucked. Bunny. Yeah, yeah. And she wouldn't email us back. She wouldn't email us back. Yeah, Jay Allen Cross. Yeah, we're not big same enough. day. When it's we get big same enough, same day, we'll take a poop on our chest. Uh, Olivia, <laughs> Olivia was I, I a great not, guest. Olivia was a, a great guest. We can't forget she's the OG man. She's the one that actually got us some traction. Yeah, still say. waiting for uh, Chase to post those tarot card readings. Yep, they were spooky. Well, we're spo- you know we have a lot on our plate. Round okay? two, round Trust two. Trust me, we have a lot. One year down and one year more of well, hopefully multiple years more of awesome content. All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our spooky season episodes. I hope it brought. Tears to your eyes, sighs of relief, and spooky vibes. Um, if you're still around and you played some of the summoning games, reach out to us and let us know because that would be fantastic to know if that actually worked. But as we mentioned, one year down, baby, and many more to come. Can't wait to bring you guys more content and make sure to check us out in all the appropriate places because we're always. Say it. Well, no, I was, I was pointing to you. Oh, yeah. And those are our Gmail is. <laughs> you didn't set me up good whatsoever. Stuck in this purgatory at gmail.com. Look at our Instagram at Stuck in this purgatory. Or check out our TikTok, Stuck in this purgatory. Check out our link tree on our Instagram. That's where all of our links are. You can look at our amazing stuff. Look at our uncensored stuff on Patreon. Including my cock. Two-inch gang, gang, I gang. I will pay for our Patreon. Yep, Chase already said it. It is on audio. It is an explicit content <laughs> Patreon, so we can post whatever we want. It's very explicit. Thank, so thank you guys once again. We love you all. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you so much for, for supporting us on this journey. Uh, you know, we've, we started doing this for fun, and I think we've all found a new aspect that we can enjoy to our lives. So... We hope we can keep it rolling for you guys. We hope you guys enjoy the content, and there will always be more paranormal stories to talk about. Just gets better. We get better with age, baby. We, we fine wine. We love you all. Thank you for spending a year with us. And as we are all now, for sure, because we've been here a year, stuck in this purgatory. <laughs>